not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. Ladies and gentlemen, And welcome to the Melfi and Prezzo Show. I'm your host, Prezzo. And I'm your host, Melfi. Big so dog, today. Special guest, second time on the podcast, Melfi and Prezzo Show, Jason Phillips. The big man himself, world-renowned nutritionist, business coach, and motivational speaker. 100% yeah. of my thing is. Yeah. He's yeah. his man. Much more. Big Jace, what's up? Dude, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, eh? It's been a while. Been a long time, two years I think. It's been a long time, man. Yeah, something like that. It's been a bit. First, first combo. We're still waiting to see you in Australia. We're holding our breath. <laughs> Fuck. No, dude, don't do that. You'll die. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, dude, I'm uh, I'm actively still trying to make that happen, man. I, it's uh, you know when I come, I need to be able to spend at least at least a week, right? Ideally two, and. I need to uh, I need to have all the seminars and stuff set out. Honestly, man, I just need to get my assistant on it and say like, "Fuck it, we're gonna do it," and and just fucking do it. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, I definitely want to get there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, now with with borders being closed, and that could be a little bit longer, but uh, yeah. we definitely want to get. You I'm, I'm doing an event. I'm doing an event in July, and like, I'm trying to do. I got people from Canada trying to come down, which is you know normally not a problem. Fuck, I don't even know if they're going to be able to come down. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking the world of unknown. I mean, it's crazy. Like, the whole world, the whole world's different now, man. Like, I, and I don't think we're going back to the same shit. Like, I, I don't think we're, I don't think we're ever going back to, like, quote-unquote normalcy. No, no. No. Unfortunately so, not. You know, well, welcome to the new world, I guess, man. Like, you know, it's like everything else. You just fucking adapt and, adapt, and you move yeah. forward, right? I mean, it's, it's all you can do. Yeah. The people that are the people that are fucking complaining and, and just bitching, like they're the ones that are always fucking complaining and bitching. So it's like I mean, dude, my business has grew seventy percent during this time, so I don't fucking care. Like at the end of the day, like I'm doing what I do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So how you still focus on NCI? Dude, everything's NCI. So I actually uh I actually shut down um I, I didn't shut down, I sold my coaching company. I sold IN3. Oh, really? um, sold, yeah, I sold that back in January. So I don't, I didn't publicly talk about it. Um, dude, it was like, it was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had. Uh, because you know, I've always, I always said, right. Like my, the mission is really simple. It's really clear. It's, it's impact. And for me to have the kind of impact that I've always wanted to have in this world, like I want to touch, I always said a billion people and it's like, man, I can only, you know, a coaching company, we can only reach maybe 3000 people a year. And, you know, even 20 years down the road, it's like 60,000 people. It's not even six figures. And I know that if I spend all my time and I certify all the coaches and they go out and they help thousands of people, like now we're fucking adding up the impact. So yeah. I had to, I had to follow my heart, man. I had to, I had to put all my efforts into that and fucking grow. Credit to you, bro. It's a big decision. So you don't, you're not coaching. Oh, it was so hard. No, dude, no. Like, I mean, I have some pro athletes still, like some guys in the NFL, some guys in the PGA Tour, some UFC fighters, some WWE wrestlers, things like that. Okay, awesome. 
So just uh, just a few few people. Yeah, not not a ton. Still some good names, right? Becky Lynch, Bailey. Um, it's like a bunch of WWE people. Uh, you know, George Kittle, some some pretty big names in the U.S. But yeah, um, that's really like where I spend my time. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's big, bro. Uh, Stopping in Iron Three. Yeah, man, coming along. Yeah. Um, how's training um, up? Awesome, man. What about you guys? What What are you guys doing? Right, we've actually um, we've just uh, the last just before this whole Corona thing sort of started, we got our own gym. I saw that, dude. That's rad. What's uh, how's that going? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, on hold at the moment. <laughs> nah, look, bro. We oh, we no. Nah, 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 we've been doing what we can. We're still, we're still in restrictions, so no gyms or anything are allowed to be open at the moment. Yep. Which is um, obviously, yeah, not the best for us. But so we've just been doing, you know, our one-on-one stuff, and we've started outdoor stuff for now. Um, a little bit online, but hopefully in a few weeks, good news comes through that we're allowed to open up and get the ball rolling. Because um, we're about a week or two away. So having our open day and then boom, restrictions started. So it was pretty shit timing for us. Yeah. So I might be able to open. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully in a couple of weeks we'll be able to open. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. Nope. Well, fuck, man. It's all, uh, dude, just build all your assets until then, man. Build out free shit and just give everything, give everything for free until then, man. I think so many gym owners... Um, you know, you guys haven't even opened yet, so you don't have a massive customer base, man. Just fucking recruit everybody for free. That's what I would do. I just give everything for a couple of weeks, and then you know, have a have a large community to be speaking to when you open, and then you can invite them in and make it like a a community, right? Build your community before you have the in person community. I think it would work well. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent. I'd take that advice definitely. I would actually just like take, you know, because I assume it's EMP. I would just take EMP and make a private Facebook group and start building community with all your like local people and just give shit, man. Like give, 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 like free trainings, interviews, like everything you possibly can. And then, and you know, obviously at the end two, three weeks, like when you open, now you've got a reason to sell them something because you've just been giving to them for two, three weeks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. So I think that'll work well for you. Yeah, that's sweet, bro. That's um, we're getting a bit of traction with our outdoor stuff, which has been really good so yeah. far. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it. So, I love it. But dude, what are we talking about today, bro? Let's talk about um, got a few little questions I want to go through with you. Um, obviously we've already had you before, so people can go back and listen to our old podcast and you know know you behind story and so forth and how you got into the nutrition game and everything. Um, but I know Melos has got a few questions for you. I've got a few, a few nutrition based ones. Uh, yeah, bro. So I just want to start off with, with, um, your whole thoughts on this whole carnivore seems to be making a lot of ground at the moment, bro. Um, (laughs) (laughs) just, there's a lot of, uh, every time I go on Instagram, I'm, all I'm saying is carnival, carnival. You know, you got big Mark Smelly, Smelly Bill preaching it there for a while. I don't know if that was just my, 
money driven or not, but um, yeah, I don't know. What's your thoughts on this whole carnival? So it's really funny. I was on another podcast when I was asked about this and if I'm being like a hundred percent truthful, I haven't researched this hardly at all. Not because I'm not interested in it, but because it seems so fucking ridiculous. Like a protocol that says eat nothing but meat seems so outlandish. And so I just haven't, I've had a hard time taking it seriously. I've had a hard time like wanting to go fucking research it. Um, that being said, like I've, I've seen some, some like claims. And again, I haven't, I really haven't dug in too much to any peer reviewed research. And I think it's still, it's too new of a protocol to have any significant amount of peer reviewed research behind it. Um, but I haven't dug into anything that shows me like, man, this is really effective for, you know, like, like the claims being made are that it's like great for autoimmune that it like reduces inflammation. Like, it, like it's almost the claims that are being made are, are very similar to like what was happening with paleo in 2007 to like 2012. Yeah. And I, I, I disagree with that. I, I don't, I don't know from, and again, it's just my own understanding. I've been in the game 17 years. I don't understand how solely eating meat would do that. Now, um, you know, on the other side of it, I think you've got some people that are radical that are like, well, you're omitting micronutrients. And like, yes, you are. But like, I've also seen times we're pulling back on vegetables and certain fibers and, and things like that can actually improve things like gut function. Um, like your gut health can actually help thyroid function. Um, so I don't want to like, I don't want to be a zealot when speaking to the zealots and say that it's asinine, but I'm going to be honest. It just seems so ridiculous that I haven't invested my time to, to say anything um, super intellectual or super informed. So I don't, I don't want to be misinformed. Uh, that being said, you, you know, you brought up like Mark Bell promoting it. Like Mark Bell loves fucking controversy, man. And I love that dude. Like I, I love his content because fuck, he loves to be controversial. And you know, it's uh, just go look at all of this stuff. He's always trying to stir the pot. So of course he's promoting something like that. Um, you know, when when it was when keto was kind of losing traction, he he was talking about keto. He's always been a little bit of a contrarian, but it's also I think really good marketers are are a little bit contrarian. So I don't think what he is promoting is is uh, I don't think he's doing it just because he's like oh my god I love carnivore, but I you know I he probably does have some affinity to it from my and I've never met the guy. From my understanding, he's a pretty simple human being and. I, I, you know, nothing simpler than saying, well, the only thing I eat in my life is meat. So, um, you know, I, I guess that's really where it sits, man. I, I wish I had a, a more informed decision for you, but that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm, I'm, I'm on the outside looking into this one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know anyone that's actually done it close to you? I don't, I don't, I have not, I have not encountered one person that has come to me for advice after having tried it. And I have not had one client ask me to do it. So, yep. no, I, it's as, as common as I guess it is, I, it hasn't entered my world yet. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting one. Have you ever put any athletes in that kind of diet? You know, very, very high meat, you know, sort of low carbs, rain? I've definitely done, I've definitely done low carb. Um, 
you know, I, I think for a long time when I first came in as a nutrition coach, everyone's like, oh, Jason just loves carbs. And I do love carbs. And I think most people can probably tolerate way more carbs than they're consuming. But that's not to say that I'm in any way against low carb. Uh, currently, in my own lifestyle, I'm, I'm low carb right now. Um, and that's just because of where I'm at and what I'm doing. But yeah, I, I definitely have, have put people on a relatively low carb meat and veggies, fruits and nuts kind of diet. Um, and, and with great success, you know, again, this kind of goes back to my principle of, you know, application and context or everything. Uh, there's no, there's no such thing as good diets and bad diets in my opinion. It's, uh, it's just contextual. What does the individual need? And is what you're prescribing, uh, is it relevant to their needs? And if it is cool, then you did a good job. If it's not, then it's not going to work. Even, even if it's a great dietary protocol, if it's the wrong protocol in the wrong situation at the wrong time, then it's not going to work. So we always have to look to understand context before we can really make informed decisions. So do you do that purely because of very high carb, say for a number of years and to improve insulin sensitivity, or is that just because you find they run better on sort of a higher fat diet or someone for you is it because you're not moving as much, you know, currently in your lifestyle or is it more just a benefit you're finding physically? Yeah. So any, any of the above, to be totally honest. Um, yeah. You know, like, like for instance, uh, like my UFC fighters, right. When they're, when they're in camp, we know that there's some hormonal shit going on. And we know that like in the beginning of their camp, I'm giving them as many carbs as I can. Um, and you know, towards the end, there's definitely some hormonal repercussions. There's definitely some insulin sensitivity issues that usually, uh, take shape. So once I can get them recovered post season, right, get the hormone levels back to normal, we are making sure that we improve insulin sensitivity before the next camp. Cause can you imagine trying to rapidly cut weight with compromised insulin sensitivity? It would be terrible. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I did this with CrossFit athletes. I did this, I do this currently with NFL athletes. Like we're always taking time to ensure base level health. But then, yeah, like you mentioned, you know, for somebody like me right now, my activity level is far lower. I'm working, uh, I'm back into like grind mode in my business. I'm working 12, 14 hours a day. I'm lucky if I get to the gym three to four times a week. Uh, you know, the, the simple truth is I just, I'm prioritizing my business over my own self right now. So I just don't need a volume of carbohydrates that I once had. And, and I feel better. I have more mental clarity. I have more focus. I have less inflammation. Uh, I, I feel better with less, with less carbohydrate intake and more, you know, fat intake. So, um, yeah, 100%, man. So when you say low carb, bro, you, how low are you actually going at the moment? For myself, um, low for me is about 150 grams. So I get 50 grams before I train, about, you know, about two hours before I train. I get 50 grams intra slash post, uh, typically closer to post. And then I get 50 grams in the meal after that. And you're still just hitting the maintenance calories, are you? Uh, I would argue I'm in a very slight deficit to account for the fact that I like one to two times a week, I give zero fucks and I eat whatever I want. And, and that puts me at a surplus um, on those days. So I, I try to maintain the majority of my life in a slight deficit. Which, again, from like a longevity standpoint, uh, studies show us that those are the people that are the healthiest and they live the longest. And I'm kind of in that longevity phase of my life right now. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Mate, I want to touch something. Losing all the games, man. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. Tell me about it. Still, you, I'm sure you're still strong as fuck, bro. Uh, uh, we'll see, man. We'll see. <laughs> 
with you now focused on NCI, you know, building coaches up, I listened to a podcast with you recently about imposter syndrome, you know, and obviously you're certifying, you know, you know, 20 or large number of coaches at the time and sort of, you know, all well and good then to again their certs, then be able to coach, you know, find their way through the field and find their clients and also like there's people out there, you know, been doing it for 20, you know, 20 years like yourself or 10 years, whatever it is, and they've got the big influence and, you know, um, other people, not necessarily coaches, but with the imposter syndrome, it can often be hard for people starting out, you know, believing themselves and actually building something special. So what's your take on all that? You know, what's your take on imposter syndrome and also building a business up? Uh, first and foremost, man, imposter syndrome is real as fuck. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that anybody ever completely overcomes it. Like, if I'm being super honest, man, like I've, I've connected with some of the top players in the world, um, in this business game and, you know, in other aspects as well. And I've not met one person that can say that they've never doubted themselves or that they don't go through periods now like where they doubt it. Um, and and so I, I think that, you know, I had this conversation with somebody yesterday and they reached out and they were they were worried about next steps. And, and here's kind of what I figured out when it comes to imposter syndrome is it's, it's driven by the fact that we're operating out of maximizing the now, but without any kind of framework on the future, meaning we we know what we're doing and we know what we desire but we haven't really accepted what lives for us in the future. Um, and, and so I ask people all the time, like I, I assume the podcast you're referencing was Justin Mahaley's podcast, right? Yeah. Grow or die. Yeah. And, and so I, on that, on that podcast, I gave out my phone number and I said, you can call me, right? You can text me. We'll set up a phone call. And I've probably taken like 12 phone calls since, since that podcast. And what I've found, like one thing I asked each person and what I found out is nobody fucking knows what they want. And, and, and I asked every single person that called me, I said, okay, well, fast forward 10 years and I can give you everything you want. What are you doing? And nobody had a fucking good answer. Yeah. And like, we, we like to think in our heads that we have our shit together, but the truth is we don't, we have no fucking idea what we're chasing. And, and success doesn't just happen. Success is created. And so if you're not spending time creating and fulfilling a vision, then you're just spending time fucking around, hoping that all of a sudden it fits together. Yeah. And so my advice for people to overcome it is take a step back and get crystal clear. And I tell everybody this. I said, success absolutely lives inside your future. It's undeniable. It's non-negotiable. There is a level of success that lives in the future for every human being. It is your decision whether you take the steps to create that success. Now, there's two things that have to happen. One, you need to know and you need to be very clear what that success is. That's step number one. Step number two is you have to do the fucking work to get there. But neither of them are mutually exclusive. You can't just do the fucking work and have no idea why you're doing the work or what you're doing the work for and expect great things to happen. Yeah. And you can't just sit back on your ass and say, well, great things are going to happen and sit there and jerk yourself off. Like that doesn't work. So 
you have to have both. You have to have a very clear vision on what success in your future self is. And you also have to have the ability and the desire and the drive to do the fucking work. And that's the only way you beat imposter syndrome. And by the way, you never fully beat it. It's going to show up at some point, um, you know, and, and welcome to just being a human being. Like it's, it's just who we are. We're, we're none of us are, are blessed with the unique ability to, to not see or and to not accept that, Hey, sometimes shit happens and, and that's okay. Right. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I actually think it's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hundred percent agree with that because that's often my, like, I'll put my head on the line here. That's something, something in the past that I've, I've worked, I've worked really, oh, I wouldn't say hard. I've worked countless hours. And I told you this last on the podcast, the whole clarity thing. When um, I listened to that clarity episode and that like, honestly, that was a, the driving force for me leaving cafes. I remember listening to that cafe. I can promise you yeah. how that was a driving force. And because when I thought about what I was currently doing, it was like, that was not where I wanted to be. Like that was, had nothing to do. That wasn't going to bring me success. Even now, I think I'm not talking for Luke here. I'm talking for, for my part with the you know, AMP and stuff. So like, well, we probably haven't sat down and reversed engineered what our desired outcome is. So often, sometimes you can feel you're just doing the work for no reason necessarily and just grinding for the sake of saying, oh, let's just do this or create this or create that. But if it's not in line with long-term vision, why are people doing that? And it's the same thing with exercise, you know, when people start doing like countless hours of, you know, strength training or you know cardio or dieting that's you know doesn't benefit their long-term vision and their goals and the process of it you can't sort of sit back and go well why are you doing this doesn't matter it doesn't add up like you want to try and be you know fit and healthy at 40 but why train five days a week three days or you know five days a week because it's not in line with your vision and you're not goal setting it's almost like your dream setting do you know what i mean that makes sense like you're not you're well 100 percent. yeah you know, like you, you reference fit at 40 and it's like, okay, cool. Like, what the fuck does that mean though? Like, what is fit at 40? Yeah, like, exactly. does that mean you're, you're running X number of miles? I mean, you're playing with your kids. And here's the thing. If you're like, well, okay, well fit at 40, you know, if your definition of that is I can run a marathon at 40 and yet your, your training for fit at 40 is all yoga. Well, yeah. motherfucker, you're not going to be able to run a marathon at 40. Yeah. Right. So like, even if you have this vision of becoming fit at 40, like you need to know what the fuck that means. And, and so many people lack the details of their future. I know, I can tell you exactly where my business is going. I can tell you exactly how it's going to end. I can tell you exactly where my exit is. I can tell you how much it is. I know everything. And now, because I know where my future lives, when I wake up every day, I'm just working towards that. I'm just doing the things that are in line with that. And so like, if you told me, Jason, why are you taking that vacation? Because... I know that I've set this money aside and I don't need that money to get to where I'm going. Right. And if you ask me, Jason, why are you not doing these things? Well, I don't have the money for that right now because in five years when I need to sell at a, at a multiple of this, I need to be able to make these investments. So every single thing that I do personally, relationship wise, financially is directly in line with what my outcome is going to be. Now I didn't get to that place until I figured out what the fuck that outcome was. Right. I, just like everybody else, I lived in this ambiguous space of more. I just wanted more, more impact, more income, better body. And what the fuck does that mean? Right. And, and I lived in that ambiguity for so long. And ultimately that ambiguity drove complacency, right? I became a millionaire. I had a good body. I had great connections. And what did it do? 
It made me complacent as fuck, right? And all of a sudden, I started to resent it all because I had no massive vision. Now I have clarity. Now I don't let anything get in my way. And honestly, man, like I'm operating today, June 1st, 2020, at the highest capacity I've ever operated in 35 years. I have never been this on fire, this focused, this driven, and really this successful ever in my life. I'm doing things I've never done. And it's all because I created clarity. Yeah, 100%, man. Yeah, you gotta understand what you're trying to work towards, don't you? Yeah, and then reverse engineer. 100%. And create, and create the systems and stuff you need for it. That's the biggest, that's like Amen. the hardest thing I find with like clients and, and every every person, you know, they're judging their goals based on like what other people are doing. If that makes sense. Like, you know, even for me now, I started doing, you know, like CrossFit style things. And I was like, you know what? Fuck, I want to be a CrossFit athlete. I was like, you know what? <laughs> yep. No, but you know what I mean? I was like, it's, you get in the moment. Like, I was like, you know, I don't want to be a fucking CrossFit athlete. <laughs> I was like, I just want to be fucking big, strong, fast. I want to be able to move and, you know, still do my hypertrophy training. And I think often people will limit themselves in a certain box, like call themselves this or that, rather than just saying, you know, I'm Luke Preston, I'm Jason Phillips, or, you know, my business is this. And, you know, the whole Gary V thing, you can sort of not necessarily do it all, but, you know, just try and create your own path, if that makes sense. Well, it's, it's interesting how fitness is a little bit of a, of a small example of this on a much larger scale, right? Because we look at it inside of fitness and it's like, why in fitness do you have to identify as a CrossFitter or a bodybuilder or a power lifter or an Oli lifter? Like, why do you have to self-identify that? Why can't fitness just be an expression of what you want it to be? Why can't it be multiple things? Well, it's the same as like as life. Well, why, why do you only have to pursue money, right? Like, shouldn't it come with expression across all three dimensions? Right. Cause like you guys know my, like my model, right? Like three dimensional model, brain, yeah. family, finance. Like if you're, if you're solely focused in one myopic uh, dimension, then you're kind of fucked in the other dimensions. Um, and I, I'm not a fan of that in any way. So it, it's, it's always crazy. I think fitness and life parallel each other very, very well. Um, and I think the education we receive instead of what we do from a fitness perspective definitely carries over into what we learn instead of operating at scale inside of our lives. Um, definitely I've picked up on so many of those things. Yeah. When was that light bulb moment for you, Jace, in terms of, you know, the vision that you're on now and the path that you're on now, um, through iron three and that, like, when was that day that it just hit you like this? Fuck, this is what I want to do. This is what I need to focus on. Yeah. And, um, dude, so I, I didn't talk to you guys a lot last two years ago. And, you know, last year I, I did a lot of work, but I also was very much to myself. Um, I, I, I didn't talk about it a lot publicly. I've talked about it a lot more because it was such a traumatic time. I kind of hit a rock bottom point with myself last year. Um, I, I was on top of the world. I was successful. Um, I mean, dude, my businesses were making millions of dollars. Um, that's probably doing four or $5 million a year. And I, I was so unhappy. I was so unfulfilled. I had no idea what was coming next. And I literally woke up every day with this impending sense of doom. And I, it started to show, it, it started to show in my friendships, my relationships, my business, like everything, it started to show. And fortunately I have some really good friends in my life. And I sat down with one of them, um, at lunch last year at, at Chipotle. Um, it's really big here in the U S and we, uh, he looked at me and he was like, what the fuck do you want? 
And I knew in my head what I wanted, but I was so afraid to say it that I just kept eating and like avoided the question. Mm. And, and he never asked me again, but I had to go home with this like pit in my stomach. And I had to like tell myself, like you, you coward, you motherfucker, like you, you avoided that and you, you never spoke your truth. So finally I called him the next day and I said, dude, here's what I want. And number one, speaking it out loud felt like getting a massive weight off my shoulder. Um, but number two, it was finally have the conversations around how to, how to bring that to reality. Could you share, and could you share, made, what you wanted? could you share, could you share what you wanted? Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be done with all the, like, there's a lot of fucking fires I'd created in my own life just from being an, an idiot. Um, I wanted to, I, I, it was that, it was the first time in my moment in my life I admitted I wanted to be done with my coaching business because I knew there was something bigger for me. Um, and, and I had, I had created such a self identity to the coaching business that I felt like I was letting so many people down. And I, I allowed, I allowed this perception that I had of what other people would think, not that other people were saying to me, but I had built up this perception in my head. I allowed that to drive me absolutely fucking crazy. And, and like, literally, man, like I, I can't put it into words, but it was like a depression. And, and I finally said it out loud and he was like, okay, well, let's talk it through. And we talked it through. And, and that was when I actually started looking at selling the company. And I like, I don't know how, I don't know how to put it into words other than it was freeing. Um, but I, I made a commitment that very moment that above everything else in my life, I would do nothing but tell the truth. And, and part of telling the truth was I had to tell the stories that got me in that situation in the first place. And this past February, I stood, I stood in front of 125 people, all of whom pay me a significant amount of money, uh, meaning they're paying me at least a thousand dollars a month, if not more. And I had to explain to them the journey I had been on the last six to eight months. And I had to tell them the roller coaster ride. I had to tell them about the depression. I had to showcase the darkness. And I remember I, I didn't tell anybody that I was going to share it publicly because I didn't want my team to, to freak out. And I told my assistant, I said, you know, you just got to welcome me to the stage like you normally do. And she brought me to the stage and I've been pacing backstage. And the, the previous event I opened and I wrote the words, fuck you on the board. And it was really funny. And like everybody laughed and it was great. And so I grabbed the marker and everyone thought I was going to write fuck you again. And I turned around and I was so overcome with emotion. Dude, before I spoke my first words, I just started crying. Yeah, well. Like there in front of 125 people, I just started crying. Mm. Like even, even right now, as I'm speaking to you, like I'm tearing up. Mm. And Powerful. the, the, like, like the realness and the gravity of the situation, it hit me. And, and number one, I knew in that moment, every decision I had made over the last year was correct. Yeah. And number two, I needed to empower every human being I come in contact with the rest of my life to live their truth without fear of judgment, without fear of failure and without fear of anything else, but to just simply speak the truth and to say, it's okay that you fucked up. It's okay that you've been through darkness and, and that there is light on the other end. And, and man, I can't, I can't put it into words. I really can't. But the, the power that came 
after the end of that fucking, it was an hour talk. Yeah. And, and I'll, you know, I shared, I shared a pretty common principle at the end, which is be, do, have. I said, you know, who must you become to do the things you need to do to have the things you want to have? Yeah. And when I walked off stage, the number of hugs, like high fives, words of encouragement. Um, one of my closest clients to me shared an email with me the next day around how he was struggling with addiction internally and how he just needed to get off his chest. And all of a sudden, man, people started just talking. And I realized, wow, man, this is, this is real leadership. I thought I had been a leader for six years and, and this is real leadership. Um, and it, it just reconfirmed absolutely everything, dude. And, and to say, again, to, to say that I'm in the place I am today, it's, it's 100% a result of those two moments. Well, One million percent. Like, it, it's so powerful. You know what's so good too? Because like, obviously, you know, I'm three in the coaching institute back before you sold it. <laughs> but like, the reason I like talking to you is nothing about calories or macros, to be honest. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't, I don't really, I'm like, yeah, it's cool and deficit and yeah, but like that kind of stuff is so what, powerful. well, that's why you know, I like listening to you talk, you know, because I don't really give a fuck about this shit, to be honest. That's me being honest. Like, yep. When you, when somebody here's talking about that, that's going to stop someone from eating shit food, you know what I mean? And exercising more. Amen, dude. That's the fucking, that's a result of something, you know? Those kind of things. I know. Amen. So, yeah. You know, so that's awesome. Oh, and it's, and that's what, you know, it's so funny. I mean, even now, like when I teach businesses how to communicate their message and, and how to really connect with their audiences, um, you know, it's, I actually think that the biggest problem in our marketing world, and this is totally a business conversation, but the, the biggest problem in our marketing world is everybody's sharing how they do things, right? This is how I create fat loss. Just like you said, like, macros and fat loss and calories and like i don't fucking care like honestly dude like i'm i'm like the coach of coaches and that shit bores me at this point right and and maybe it's because i've done it for 17 years but what fascinates me is being able to understand the the darkness or the pains that you're currently experiencing and sharing with you the journeys i've been on and being able to connect with you in that vulnerable place and 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 really creating an environment where you feel comfortable to be vulnerable I know that if I can do that, then I know that I can also showcase you what's showcase to you what's possible on the other side. And and when you truly understand both of those things, then I can usually capture your commitment to do the work with you. Um, and, and so many people resort to just sharing what they do. Nobody gives a fuck what you do. Nobody cares what you do until they know that you care. And like you, like as human beings, man, like fundamentally we're put on this earth to give a fuck, like to make this place better. Like how ironic is it that we're recording today with all the crazy shit happening in America and the fucking yeah. looting and the hate and the racism and like, fuck man. Like that's not why we were put on this earth. Like we were put on this earth to love and to serve and to give and to be better. Like, and, and when you do those things, everything comes back to you full circle. Were you pouring from an empty cup? That's probably the easiest way to give an analogy, weren't you? That's probably the biggest thing. I don't, I don't know if I was pouring from an empty cup. I feel like I was pouring from like the wrong cup. Wrong cup. Um, I like, so, you know, you guys, like anybody that hears the first, that heard the first podcast, you guys know my story. You guys know my background. Yeah. Um, I can, I can boil all of my problems down to one simple truth, which is I've always given a fuck what people think. Like, and, and that's, and what's crazy is if you looked at my public persona, 
you'd be like, Jason Phillips gives no fucks, which publicly, like, maybe I don't, but internally, man, I do. And I care what people think. I desperately, like, with everything in me, dude, I desperately want to make people happy. I want to give love and serve more than any human being on the face of this earth. Like, more than fucking Brendan Burchard. And I love Brendan. But, like, I want to do more than him. I want to give more than Tony. I want to impact more. Like, I want to, I want to surpass Tony Robbins. Yeah. And it's also, that's also my curse because I see things happening around me and I make decisions based on other people, not what I know to be the right thing for the situation for my future. And so now I'll, I'll circle this back to the conversation of knowing what lived in my future. I didn't have clarity of what lived in my future. So I was only making decisions on the now. I was gratifying people today. I was, I was creating happiness in the now. And I had no idea what was to come in the future. And that led us to a very difficult place. Now I know. And so when I, I know that if I temporarily upset somebody, if I, if I make a difficult decision, I do know that it's aligned with the future happiness and success that we all desire. And that's how I'm able to move past it. Um, you know, dude, I, everywhere, man, like from vanity to, to relationships to business, I've always cared too much what other people think. And, and it, uh, it really caught up to me, man. Um, and and that's, that's been one of the biggest changes. You know, so when you say an empty cup, dude, I always pour from an empty cup, brother. I'm the single worst at fucking taking care of myself. But I, I, I definitely was pouring from the wrong cup for sure. And, and I, needed to, I needed to change that scope of vision. Yeah, yeah. I think we can both probably connect on that whole I mean, a lot of people can, you know, oh, care what people oh, think. Hugely. But that's, that's definitely something that we're both hugely. now as you know, business owners trying to really break through. Um, you know, I'm, I've always been quite introverted. So that's, that's always yeah. been one big thing for me. Um, so trying to really break through that is, yeah, yeah, something definitely trying to work on. That's for sure. It's, dude, uh, it's, it's a paralysis, man. It really is. And I got to tell you, it's, uh, it's a work in progress. Again, like, I, I'm not sure that everybody, uh, I'm not sure that there's any one tactic to overcoming it. You know, Gary Vee is really big on this right now. And, you know, he's, he's very big on not giving a fuck what other people think. But I, I, I think the way he approaches it is a little bit mistaken. And I love Gary. Everybody knows that. Um, I, I just think the way that he's preaching it, I, it, it doesn't show enough empathy to the situation. Um, it's, it's kind of like showing up to an eating disordered person and saying, well, just eat the fucking food. Well, no shit, that's the solution. But like, we know there's deeper mental issues holding you back from that. So you can't just tell somebody that cares about the opinions of others to stop fucking caring. Like, of course, that's the solution. But how do you build that solution? And that requires empathy, man. That requires a deep level of understanding. It also requires a level of patience and time. Uh, it, it's not an overnight thing. Yeah, 100%. Very, very true. It's one of the, it can sort of stop you in your tracks really, can't it? Hot, dude, absolutely. Stop, I mean, stop me. Yeah. And do you know the talk you just said with uh, your crew? Have you, is that online somewhere? Or is that just a private thing? Or do you manage to record that? That, that speech? Um, I, can, I can share it with you. I have it. Um, it's in some footage that I sold. Um, but I, I can definitely share it with you if you want it. I'm happy to share it with you. Yeah, bro, that would be uh, awesome. That'd be awesome to watch that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I have all the. I actually have all the recordings from my February event. So, um, 
in fact, anybody that anybody that wants to see it, just hit me. You guys can post my contact details in the uh, in the show notes, and just let anybody hit me up. I'll give it away for free. I'm, I'm happy to do that because it was really it was really a, a big moment, um, yeah. and I think it can change a lot of lives. So I'm happy that to share that. Sounds powerful, very powerful. And so, what's the next? Just say the next five years time. Where's the, where's the next five years of Jason Phillips' life going? What's the next thing? Next step? Uh, so I, I can't tell, I can't tell everything. Um, Come on, why I can tell you, there's a, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you guys off the air. I can't, tell yeah, you yeah, yeah. um, but, uh, I, I can tell you there's a lot of growth for NCI. Um, bottom line, man, in five years, NCI will be the only place, uh, that you go to, to get your nutrition education and to work in this space. Um, I, I believe fundamentally we have a grasp on it that nobody else has done. Um, I have more case studies of a real life success, not, not just being a nutrition coach, not just creating results, but from taking somebody that was, that never had knowledge, never had business and building them from the ground up to multiple six figures, seven figure income. Um, and, and really that, and, and, you know, I can do that repeatedly with the Institute. So that's, that's the goal, man. Five years, we're on top. Um, and, and not just on top, but like really, like really solidified as the only place. Um, that's, that's all I can give away right now. Uh, <laughs> um, because that, that compels the next series of action. Um, I'll tell you this, uh, there's going to be an industry pivot in my future in about a decade. Um, I will, I'll, I will take all the success I've built in this industry and I'll go to another industry that's parallel. It's still health and fitness, but it's in a very specific niche and I'm going to win that space just like I won this space. Um, and I'm going to show people it's the same principles. And, and that's more of like a passion project and giving back. Um, and, and that space is the golf fitness space. I'll share that because you guys know I'm a huge golf fan. Golf yeah. fitness is completely fucked right now and uh, I got to go clean it up. But I need to, I, I need to get NCI serving at the level that it's serving right now. And, and that's, um, you know, you guys know I'm on a billion person mission, so I want to certify a million coaches. That's, I, I'm just doing that. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, man, I want a, uh, I want some kind of Gary V target. Like, you know, Gary V always says he's going to buy the New York jets. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't have anything like, you know, he has this like deep rooted love for the jets. Like I, I'm sure I could be like, I could come up and be like, yeah, I'm going to buy the fucking Washington wizards. Um, but like, I don't love the wizards. Like he loves the jets. So I just think that would be copying him. I'm trying to find a cause. Um, you know, I, I love the make a wish foundation. Um, so one of the things that I really want to do, um, I, I want to be involved with an event or a cause where children from make a wish want to be there. And every year of my life, I want to personally sponsor at least one child to get to that event. And I want to watch the magic that's created in that moment. Um, that's something that's really on my mind a lot lately, which is philanthropy. Um, but that's my expression of philanthropy. That's pretty big stuff, man. Yeah, that's where, well, yeah. It's big stuff. I know, I know it's not like what you're expecting, but it's no, like, dude, well, that's that, where that, my head's at, you know? Yeah, I'm saying, well, that's the thing I asked before. I don't think... You're purely just nutrition coach, you know. Do you know what I mean? there's more into you than that? I can see impacting a lot of fields. Just you talking, mate. Just just events and stuff, and everyone gathered a lot of information for you. 
What about 10X, bro? I remember last time we spoke to you, you said you were uh, hoping to, to speak with Grant at 10X. Is that still on the card? Yeah, I want to I wanna speak. I'll, I'll tell you this. I pivoted that moment to I really want to speak on stage with Tony. Um, you know, Grant, uh, Grant's stage is a great stage, um, but I've followed since that year. So I've, I, there's been two years of 10X since then. Um, and I followed the, the way the message is distributed. And I don't believe that my message aligns with his following. Um, I actually think that like Cole Hatter's stage at the Rive would be a better stage for me. Um, I think any of Tony's stages would be good. I'd love to collaborate with Inky Johnson. Uh, I'd love to collaborate with Brenda Burchard. I think that those stages are a little more aligned for where I'm at in life. I listen, I love Grant. I love what he stands for and what he's built, but I don't think his audience would resonate with what I do as much. And I always want to bring value. Um, so I, I think that, you know, again, like the, the Brendan's and the Inkies and the Tony's are, are like the Coles of the world. Like those are a little more where I want to see myself and where I feel like I can bring my gifts to a little bit better. Um, but man, like, you know, at the end of the day, listen, any, if I can, if I can touch one person, great. Like I'll, I'll take the stage. You know, I, I don't need a big crowd. Uh, I want, I want to, cause I feed off that energy, but uh, I, I don't, I don't need it, man. Like give me one person. We'll sit down and talk and we'll, you know, we'll change your life. Yeah. Yeah. No, huge bro. Um, off topic a little bit, but you still drinking your Starbucks every day. Every day, brother. I, <laughs> I did break the streak. Did you? Huh? How long was the streak? I did. Uh, I went seven plus years. Wow. 11 plus. And that was seven plus, seven plus years. Um, and I broke it. So I broke it more to prove a point that the streak is, it serves absolutely nothing. Like it's literally just something that I enjoy. I yeah. don't, I'm not like, it's, I'm not attached to it. It's just, it kind of, it kind of took on a life of its own, but also understanding, like, I know, you know, a lot of, listen, man, like a lot of people need to not do stupid shit. Like I do. Um, I'm very, I'm very fortunate. Um, I've, I've built a level of financial freedom that I can pay for the things I need in my life. I also, I, when I broke it, I wanted people to understand that we do things subconsciously. Starbucks became a subconscious decision to me, not even a conscious action, but a subconscious decision for me. And, and I would just go and I would spend whatever money I needed to on this coffee. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm breaking the streak today and I'm taking the 30 minutes that I would be at Starbucks to sit down and to write this post. And I, I showed people that if I took that money that I've been using at Starbucks every day for seven years, I invested it, the interest compounded, all the money I would have from it, and all the things that that could pay off, all the investments that could make for me, and all the things that like I used to bitch about not having the money for, I was lying to myself. I did have the money. I was just choosing to spend it at Starbucks. Yeah. And, and when I made that post, it hit home to a lot of people. Again, I'm very fortunate financially right now i don't need that but i also hyper aware if i ever needed that that'd be the first thing that would go and i and i know the capabilities from it so um you know when i broke the streak i, I broke it to prove a point now i don't you know I, I wouldn't say i'm there every single day but probably like 98 percent of my days i'm there so uh i i definitely still i love my americano um yeah man it's uh just something I enjoy doing. I also love the human interaction component. People think I'm weird, but 
I loved going to Starbucks in the morning and meeting the barista and saying hi and saying good morning. And um, I, I love people. Like you guys know that about me. I genuinely love connecting with people. And yeah. so there's a, there's a function of me going to Starbucks every day that allows me to strengthen my human connection skills as well. Yep. Yep. How long did you break it for? Was it just a day thing or was it like a couple of weeks? Just a day, just a day. Yeah. And then like, and then like over the course of like that month when I did it, I was pro I was probably more on and off than I had ever been. Um, you know, it's, uh, Mm. yeah like that was pretty much it like now it's now it's pretty it's still pretty routine i love my cafe <laughs> well, that's enough <laughs> you know i walked in with two coffees today actually <laughs> yeah yeah listen i got like you're never gonna hear somebody like me say anything bad about coffee or getting coffee so um but i i do think that here's the thing i do think operating without awareness is not good so what I do try to do is get people to be hyper aware of everything that's going into their life. And bro, once you're aware, you're, you make your own decisions, you know, all you can do is create awareness for people. Oh, I fucking love coffee. Oh, tough. More the better. Fuck yeah. Nothing wrong with coffee, man. Fucking love me some coffee. <laughs> Ain't never going to hear me tell anyone not to drink coffee. Yeah, no, nah, I know. I went off it for a little while, but fuck, I'd, I'd yeah. It's, yeah. It's too good. I need 500 gram, milligrams a day. Yeah. That's what I need. You have four shots, don't I, I remember, I remember you eat quite a, I remember you drink fucking quite a bit of caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do four shots and everyone's like, oh my God, that's so much like, but that's all I do in a day. Like that's my only caffeinated beverage. <laughs> it's <sitting> going. <laughs> You'd be buzzing all day. Like, I, I rarely... <laughs> I rarely even use a caffeinated pre-workout. Although as I'm talking to you, I'm, I'm actually sitting in my car uh, drinking a caffeinated pre-workout because after this, I'm going to go squat and bench. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, like I, I rarely, I rarely consume caffeine in my pre-workout because I, I just control my caffeine intake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we won't hold you up for too long, but what's on the cards tonight for, for the session? Um, you know what? I'm very intuitive with my training right now. Uh, like I said, I don't, I get to the gym three, maybe four times a week. Um, I try to squat one to two times, try to bench one to two times, deadlift once. And then I just try to throw in a mix of accessory work. Um, you know, it's, as I, as I touched on earlier, you know, I, my training became a slave to my vanity. Um, instead of adding value to my life. And yeah. so inside of the evolution that I believe I'm currently going through, which is continuing to try to care less about what people think. Um, and not, not, I don't want to say care less, but continuing to try to value my own opinion over the irrational opinions of others. I think that's a little better stated. Um, I am learning to, I'm learning to train appropriately and recover appropriately um, relative to what my body needs versus the vanity metrics that other people desire to see. And so uh, as somebody that is frequently seen and frequently talked to, it can be difficult um, because I, I recognize I'm not as big or strong as I once was. And, you know, I, I was kind of known for being really strong. Mm. So it's, uh, it's, it's sometimes hard. I'm not going to lie. There's an internal struggle that I fight with that. Uh, but at the same token, I'm also very proud that I continue to see this journey through 
because I feel fucking great. I sleep better than ever. I have more energy. I have more clarity. I have more focus. I, I genuinely feel like a million bucks. Um, and I'm damn proud of that. That's the most important thing, mate, isn't it? Being wholesome yourself. 100%, dude. Being happy. Well, I, I, watch, I watch you motherfuckers train, and I'm like, Jesus, I wish I could be with them. Like, I, I also, like, I'll, I'll openly say this, like, I really do wish I could come and train with you guys because I, what you guys have done is you built an amazing environment. And I mean, I love both of you guys deeply. And I, I would love to just, if I could show up in your environment and train with you every day, I think it would light that fire for me to really improve again. But I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that environment right now. Um, at the end of the summer, I am relocating and I'm, I'm actually looking at maybe buying a facility. So maybe that will happen. Uh, but, but again, right now, man, like right now, everybody needs my help. Like I, I got to help other people more than myself. So, uh, I'm, I'm far more into that, dude. Definitely, mate. You're always welcome, mate. There's, um, we've got a gym here, plenty of seats here. Yo, I'm just going to bring, I'm just going to bring a fucking like blow up bed and just stay for like right, a month or two. And like live in the back of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of room for you. Nah, nah bro. Ho- like I said, we, we, hopefully, hopefully, we, once everything starts to ease, we can get you out of here. Eh? Oh, dude, for sure. Like it's got to happen, man. And I, I want you to meet. I want you guys to meet. You know, Matt Menka, one of my super close clients, and um, had a couple more sign on me. Ashley Hallett, uh, Ian Corbett, had a couple guys. So shout out to them. They just kind of decided to start working with me. Um, but yeah, like man, I just want to come hang dude i just want to i want to buy you guys some coffee and um let you uh kick my ass in the gym and but more than anything man just kick it and 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 create some impact you know that's it like when we when we do it there we're going to do it big and you know share share the message impact over everything with the world and, and make sure everybody continues to choose impact over everything in their own lives 100 percent. that makes me happy Makes me happy. Gives me goosebumps actually yeah. hearing that. <laughs> that's it, brother. That's all. That's all we're hunting down. Yeah, right? That's right. it. We're hunting it down. Hunting so. it down. I'm the workout. <laughs> <laughs> so I better start training now if I'm going to train with you boys. Ah, oh, man, I, I better start. I better start getting serious. Please, you still got it. Bro, honestly, we could probably so, fucking another five or six hours. Yeah. <laughs> but I know you probably <laughs> <laughs> that that pre workout's probably kicking in. Yeah. Probably ready to go. Oh, dude, I, I I think I I think I live a little bit on edge. Like I'm always on pre workout. Like if anyone ever met me, then you know they they'd be like, he's always on some pre workout. But <laughs> you just you just gotta like talk to me about like impact you know and and you do that and like i don't care if i haven't slept for three days i'm gonna fucking tell you that uh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna show up i'm gonna get animated because it's just it's what drives me you know it's the only thing that's on my mind constantly and um i don't know man you know when you're living a, a life that's very aligned with with your vision it's uh it's a pretty dope place to be and uh yeah, I got to say, like, you know, too, your, your listeners are super lucky, man. They're, they're listening to two of the best dudes in existence. Like, you guys are phenomenal human beings. And, um, you know, from the outside looking in, it's been really cool to watch you guys continue to find your alignment and, and live inside of that alignment. So I know any anyone that hires you, anyone that, that touches you, anyone that shows up in your community, man, they're, they're really blessed because you guys are doing something really special. You guys are, are building a community of people that are going to get to live inside of this um, you know, inside of this aligned kind of life, inside of this impact-driven life, and 
it's a dope opportunity, man. So it's it's really cool to see you guys continue to evolve and serve as well. Yeah, appreciate that, bro. Thanks, no, I appreciate that. It means a lot. It means a lot. Hundred percent. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. I'll let you go, eh? Get under that barbell. Hundred percent. Yeah, I gotta go get under the barbell. I gotta go mobilize for probably ten hours and, and, and then <laughs> yeah. get like one set of clubs. Don't worry about that. Just get the barbell. <laughs> What's mobilizing? Oh uh, man. So, but uh, but yeah, man, guys, listen, I I always appreciate you taking the time. Um, appreciate you guys more than you know. I can't wait to meet up with you. Can't wait to come hang and. Um, uh, you know, I just look forward to, to any any way I can continue to help you guys. You guys just let us know. Yeah, no, I appreciate it, brother. Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. All right, big Absolutely. man. All right, brother. We'll talk to you guys soon. We'll do. All right, bro. See you, bro. Take care, guys. See you, brother.